Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is October 26, 2016. This is episode 35, and uh, I'm your host, Eric Clark, with Where to Hunt. So it's been a long time. Um, my sincere apologies if, uh, if you missed me, and if you didn't, oh well, I'm back anyways. Um, since my last episode, number 34, a lot has happened. Uh, school got really busy. I graduated, so that's great. And I also got married, uh, and I got a bloodhound. And uh, it's funny because I'm officially done with school, and I'm officially married. So those big time sucks started my life. <laughs> and uh, it seems my bloodhound copper kind of absorbed all of that time. So I spent a lot of time with him. Um, bloodhounds are very stubborn, if anyone didn't know that. In any case, uh, I've been out bow hunting a couple times this season. It's like I said, it's October 26th and uh didn't have much luck good buddy of mine um had a pretty interesting story or an encounter with a 12 pointer on public land when he found out his bow was broken the the string fell off the cam me myself saw a couple doe um should have shot one of them but uh it was like the last minute of shooting light so it just didn't happen the topic of discussion today that i'm going to get into is um essentially putting in the time I did a little bit of research about uh, what it means to be a quote-unquote average hunter. So average is defined in the Webster dic- Dictionary as, uh, quote, a typical or usual level, degree, or kind, end quote. And then uh, in Wikipedia, there's a different def- definition, which is, quote, a measure of the middle or typical value of a data set, end quote. Um, I highlight that just because, you know, I almost... I know I'm not an elite hunter by any means. I've never tagged out on a, you know, large buck or anything crazy like that. Um, I'm definitely an average hunter in, in my mind. Um, but it's interesting because I'm trying to look at things through the lens of how do you become a better hunter? And uh, there's a book I read, I don't know, probably around 10 years ago, written by Malcolm Gladwell. And he talks about the 10,000 hour rule and how, uh, you know, people aren't really pros or experts or the best they can possibly be at something until they put in 10,000 hours. And that got me thinking about, you know, all these, um, tips and tricks and tactics and processes and all these different things you do as a deer hunter to try to prepare and, and better yourself. And the one thing you can't just go pick up at uh, Gander mountain or Cabela's or Bass Pro Shops now is, uh, experience. You got to have experience. And how do you get that experience? You know, you got to put in the time. So how much time is the quote unquote average hunter, um, putting in the woods every, every season? Um, and it kind of 
is interesting. I did a Q&A with the, uh, sorry about that. Uh, that's the bloodhound in the background. So I was saying I did a, a Q&A with the, um, you know, where to hunt fan base through Facebook, one of those live sessions, and uh, tried to get a feel for how much time people are generally putting in into their stands hunting. Um, and it was interesting to hear everything that, that I got back. Most of the hunters, I can have, I have quotes here, four hours in the stand, as many days as I can, about four or five days. Uh, some people every weekend, weekends only. Um, you got early season, four hours in the morning, four at night. After 10, 15, once we start getting closer to that pre-rut action, uh, people are saying they sit all day. Some people are saying they do 30 hours or so in the woods from September through January. You know, it really varies. Uh, the common theme I saw is usually about four hours at a time, four to five hours at a time. And I think that's accurate with what I do. I'm probably doing four to five hours a sit, and and usually I'm out on the weekends. I'm be, I'd be lucky to get a weeknight in. Uh, it's pretty rare with the hours that I'm working. So it's unfortunate that we can't, as hunters, get more time out in the woods. Um, and, and quite honestly, it's one of those things where when you start researching it even more, um, you wouldn't believe how many people put in some serious vacation time for, for hunting. I mean, we're talking, we're talking um, weeks, not just a couple of days, uh, which is what I wish I could do at the moment. Um, hopefully in the near future, or with my near future, I mean, next couple of years, I'll be able to do some serious vacation time for bow hunting, especially around the rut to get some, some good, solid day long sits in, as opposed to a weekend with a couple hours here and a couple hours there, um, to really increase my odds. So again, kind of, kind of coming back to my point as what it has to what it means to be an average hunter. Um, I just, you see, like, you know, I'm a fan of whitetail adrenaline. I watch a couple other hunting shows, uh, Wisconsin whitetail pursuit, and then I watch bowhunterdie.com. They have a lot of YouTube channels and things like that. You got Mark Kenny with wired to hunt. Um, some of these people are putting in such an insane amount of time in the woods. And again, that's just the one thing that, uh, you know, either you can come by it or you can't. And if you can't, um, there isn't a fix all. You got those people that step out in the woods, you know, for that first time during the season, they get lucky. Um, you know, they see, they see a buck and they take it down right away. Um, you know, the advent of social media, you see so many deer being taken on a regular basis. It just starts to get to you. And that's why I'm having this particular episode. I'm kind of just ranting about the fact that it looks like so many effing people are taking down all these big bucks. And in, in reality, you know, when you have so many people on social media throughout an entire state, it's going to seem like that's what's happening. Um, but most of us, I think, don't have that kind of luck and or success or, or the ability to put in that much time. So, um, you know, it's just something that I I'm right now really obsessed with. Uh, you know, all the different accessories I, I see in different catalogs. Like right now, I think I really need a, um, a range finder. Last year, I probably think I needed binoculars and I got a new bow this year. And there's always something that I'm getting or buying, whether it's a uh, new rattling um, antlers or gloves or whatever. So I'll stop my rant. Um, the other, the other factor that goes into what it means to be an average hunter is how much money, how much money we spend. So I just kind of touch base on some of the things that I, that I've been purchasing over the last few years. And, um, you know, the average hunter in 2011, this is stats from 2011 the last time that was reported on the average hunter spent about $2,484. So let's just call it $2,500 on all things hunting related. 
it broke it down into private land fees. So $55 a person, bow and arrows, $68 a person, hunting dogs, 70. I could go on here. Um, when I hear numbers, my brain actually starts to gloss over. So I won't keep going, but there's so many different things that go into that. And then you talk about, uh, if you don't have paid vacation, if you're just taking time off of work, how much you're losing in, um, income just from taking days off. So I would have to say we're, most of us are average. Um, you have the people that are part of those TV shows that I talked about, Whitetail Adrenaline, so on and so forth, where their career is to hunt deer. They are in the woods nonstop. They're in every you know surrounding state. They're in every different hunting season that they can possibly get taking out. Um, when you put in that kind of time, it, it really starts to add up. Your experience starts to really hone in, um, or your experience, your um, your skills as far as a deer hunter, really start to hone in on exactly what you should or shouldn't be doing. And so far as reading the wind, reading the sign, the land, um, food plots, things of that nature. I just wonder how many of us are, are there. Um, and the ones that are, even if you don't have that kind of time, maybe if you've had time over the past, you've built up that experience so you can make better use of your time in the woods. Um, and additionally, the longer you sit, the, the more you increase your odds of seeing a deer. Uh, especially when you start to compound that over, you know, many years, if you sit for, even if it's just four, four or five hours on a weekend, twice, twice, uh, you know, Saturday and a Sunday, um, over the course of 10 years, how many hours is that equal that you've actually sat and, and spent time in the woods over the course of the year? That's where you start to get all these stories where you saw this or you saw that you're just not going to see it sitting at home, scrolling through social media and looking at all these pictures of other bucks. You got to get out there and do it. And moreover, you got to put the phone down when you're out in the woods too. Um, this coming from a guy that has an app that promotes technology use in the woods, but I find myself getting sucked into and having to tell myself mentally, put the phone down and pay attention. You're in the woods for a reason. So, um, that's not what my rant. I think a lot of us are probably average hunters. I think the one thing you can do to increase your odds of seeing a deer and getting a deer, um, especially if it's going to be a buck that you're after, which most of us are, are, I don't want to call it trophy hunters, but you know, even if it's just, if you're trying to get meat in the freezer and tag out on a doe. Um, the more time you can spend in the woods, the more you're going to increase your odds, the more experience you're going to get, the better hunter you're going to become. Um, so that's my, my topic this week is just putting in the time. And that, that includes, you know, trail cams, um, scouting and off season, um, setting up tree stands, you know, sawing down shooting lanes. All of that is part of it. And, uh, you know, scouting is obviously really, really important, especially in the off season. So, all right. That said, I tried something really unique this, uh, this episode. So we're going to do our, our, um, fan listener call-ins. I got a couple call-ins about the rut report for Wisconsin. Uh, the calls were taken October 25th, 2016. So that was a Tuesday. Um, I'll go ahead and pull those callers in right now. Welcome cool. to the about five minutes trying to put the kids asleep. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> well, welcome to Weird On Podcast. You are live. Yeah. So uh, you got a buck, huh? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Was that an old photo that I saw? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, a buck my grandpa harvested this week four years ago. So that was more of a memory thing. All right, all right. I wasn't sure. I was like, man, he looks the same. <laughs> I just get pumped up for this week every year because I know it's good. It's a so. big week. If you noticed, uh, someone else had said they're looking to say like November 7th. I think it was Roman. If you look at the comments, he said November 7th looking like it's going to be hitting off pretty good. I know Halloween had always been a good weekend for me traditionally, but uh, I don't know. It just depends on where you're at, which is why I'm trying to do this. 
Oh, uh, Thursday morning's going to be good. After this, uh, we got kind of a crazy weather mixture passing through tomorrow, tomorrow and then it's going to settle down Thursday. So Thursday will be really good. Good to know. Good um, to know. So have you been seeing anything? And, and if so, what county and what have you been seeing? So I've been hunting Waukesha um, right off Highway F and one, or not F, uh, Lonsdale Road and 164, that area. Okay. Um, there, there doesn't seem to be a lot of running activity going on. I checked the cameras today. I got a, a couple small bucks checking the mock scrapes. Okay. Um, in fact, one of them completely emptied out my bottle of mock scrape. I don't know how, but wow. he, uh, he must've been shaking it or licking the branch or something and he emptied the whole bottle. Holy crap. Um, I haven't seen any bruisers or any real signs of uh, a lot of rub activity in the area, but I don't know. My, my experience on the Southern part of Waukesha or the Southern half of the state closer to Illinois, it seems like our rut is always a little behind what we see in central Wisconsin. Sure. Yeah. But, I know. Uh, I see. Uh, are, are you, are, um, are you part of that, that page I was talking about the Wisconsin rut reports? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, holy crap. It makes me feel like I suck at deer hunting. Looking at that page it drives me crazy. <laughs> me both. I mean, I do suck at deer hunting, but <laughs> let's just be honest. <laughs> It's crazy. Um, so yeah, and, that, and I don't know. I haven't seen any reports come from from our neck of the woods yet. Um, no, I I have a a contact up in uh, Marquette County where I lease land, and mm-hmm. he said they're really starting to get going. He sent me a picture yesterday. He had a real nice like one sixty class about sixty five yards from the stand, walking away from him. Wasn't acknowledging the grunts or rattling or anything. He just kept following his doe and heading into the woods, and that was it. But it was, it's good to see a mature buck out and about, not the little ones that yep. are just scrapping around. Yep. Why well, don't uh, you he, he heard from, uh, from Mike Kulas, he, I mean, it was his first time ever out bow hunting, aside from the opening morning when we, we called it quits because there are too many bugs, and he saw a buck of a lifetime. Yeah. And I don't think yeah, it had anything to do with the rut, but it's hard to say. Yeah, it could be feeding or just transitioning between yeah. food and bedding area. But, yeah, I saw his bowl broke. <laughs> Yep, that was my old dart, that and I was sucks. like, oh, you can use my bow, and then by the time he got to a stand, it was good when I gave it to him, and it wasn't when he went to go use it, so I don't know what happened between there <laughs> and the and where he was at, but it sucks. Uh, yeah, no good. Well, cool. Yeah, um, a, lot of, a lot of new bucks showing up when I'm between my drive between uh, Waukesha and Madison, and Madison and Waukesha every day. I know. It's one like, really nice mature one was laying dead on the road by uh, Lake Mills today. Okay. And it sucks. I hate that because then you know it's that's one other one less buck you have a shot at, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're they're moving, you know, so it's like a double edged sword. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you put All your right. kid to bed, and thanks for calling in. Appreciate it, man. You'll be on the the podcast episode when we air it. Yeah, sounds good. Have well, a good night. Yeah, you too, bud. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, you're officially live on my uh, computer here, but not on the live thing. So, what county did you see him in? We were up in Richland Center, so Richland County. Okay, and that's north of uh, Washington County, or is that in Prudhoe Geography? No, Spring Green, Spring north Green. of the northwest of Spring Green. Okay, so that's kind of the western part of the state. Yep. Cool. I go past there. I hunt um, for gun season. I actually hunt Wyalusing State Park, which is kind of over that way. But. Yep, just yeah. north of that we are. Cool. And did you grunt them in or what? Did you rattle them in or? No, he came out into the field, and then he disappeared into the corn. Okay. And then there was no other deer out in the field, so I figured I'd grunt. 
he came over and made a scrape. I got a bunch of video of him, about 50 yards, and then I grunted again, and that's when he came right to the ground blind. Did you end up taking that one, or did you pass on him? Nope, I passed on him. Nice. Nice. You're a better man than I am. <laughs> I probably would have taken him. But I, were you hunting public land or private? Private. Private? Yeah, yeah. So you and then Do you manage your later then too? With, uh, do, you, do you plant crops and everything? Nope, the farmer does oh, all that for us. Yeah, it's just I've had permission on the land for 15 years, and oh. I give them venison, and they let me hunt, sure. so I can't really go wrong. That's beautiful. What a great setup. But then right at low light, had a doe out in the field, and then probably a three-and-a-half-year-old buck, probably a 145, 150-inch, came out, and he was chasing her okay. until dark. Wow. All right. He wanted nothing to do with a grunt or a snort wheeze, and I had him at 60 yards, but the wind was so bad yep. that I couldn't get a shot off on him. Yeah, well, that's a really far shot with a bow. Holy crap. Oh, yeah, especially in winds, you don't yeah. know where it's going to go. Yeah, there's no, there's no telling. I mean, you could, yeah, that's pretty tough. I've take, I think the farthest shot I've taken at the range at 3D targets is 50, and that's, you can do it, but, man, there's a lot of, a lot of room for error there. A lot of what-ifs. Yeah, yeah, especially with the wind. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna publish this to um, this week's podcast episode. So there'll be hopefully you and a bunch of others. If if I get some more calls in here, they'll be kind of clipped together. So I appreciate okay. you, I appreciate you calling in. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, got the notification that you were going live, and I'm like, why not? You know, I like watching and listening to what you talk about. So fantastic. Well, my big thing is value, and I think if everyone can hear what everyone else has to say, that seems pretty valuable to me. So. Um, yes, sir. I was trying to do stuff like that. It's pretty, pretty tough coming up with the content, but, uh, you know, I appreciate the support. Well, no problem. I'll be out all next weekend, sun up to sundown Saturday and Sunday. So if you do another one, yeah, uh, I'm going to try to do another one. Um, I'm definitely doing one before gun season. We're going to do a, where, where are you going? What are you taking? I'll try to think of a couple other ideas. If you got anything you want to hear about, feel free to, to comment. Um, and hopefully we'll get some, some fodder around it. Sounds good. Perfect. Have a good one. Good luck. You too, sir. All right, bye. Bye. Looking for a spot to hunt? Download the free Where to Hunt app for your smartphone today. Avoid hunters, see less people, see more deer. With the Where to Hunt app, you will know where other hunters are before you see them. Just search Where to Hunt from the App Store to download today. All right, sorry for my big rant. I know that I, uh, I went on for quite a while there. But our tip of the week, uh, the tip of the week this week, it's going to sound lame, I think, um, maybe because I struggle really, I struggle a lot to try to find value for the listeners that uh, actually listen to the show. And I came across a video um, that I posted to our, our Facebook page. And, uh, you know, the things I post are because I find I find it interesting or valuable, Um so it's not just because I, I do it just because. But the video was uh, a YouTube video, and, and it was titled, in case you want to go find it, it's, it's titled Incredible Whitetail Buck Vocalizations. And it was posted by the Management Advantage. Um, so my, my tip of the week actually is go study YouTube videos about um, buck vocalizations. Literally, if you YouTube, or if you, I'm sorry, if you Google, I Googled this. I Googled real buck grunt sounds YouTube. And you get, you know, pages of videos of real bucks making real grunt sounds. And I say this because the rut is 
almost here. It's almost here. By the time you absorb and listen to this podcast, it's either here or it's right, literally right around the corner. And, you know, it's just one of those things you, you might already have it down. You know, I, I say a lot of things as a, as a novice, um, because I, I think that I am in a lot of instances. Um, so when I'm out in the woods and I'm, I'm doing rattling and I'm stomping, and I'm throwing up leaves and I'm really trying to make it sound like there's actual bucks fighting, you know, what, what are the appropriate sounds to be thrown out from a, from a, a grunt call or even a doe bleat call? You know, so I just say the tip of the week is go listen to some real bucks and some real does making some actual calls. Every deer has their own personality, their own vocal cords. Um, I know on a previous podcast, I talked with someone that had mentioned if you ever get a, uh, this is about turkey hunting, actually, if you ever get a turkey to call back to you, try to mimic what that turkey is doing. If you ever get a buck to call back to you, which I've never heard of yet, um, if you have had that happen, please message me and uh, let me know if that's ever happened to you. I'd be very interested in hearing about how that went. You can try to mimic that. Um, you can also try to make sure you're grunting in the right direction in terms of the wind. I've seen that done on a lot of hunting shows. Um, but really what I'm getting at here is just try to study and um, learn the actual sounds that bucks make during the rut so you can try to increase your odds for calling one in. Um, and that, I, I got to imagine that makes the hunt so much more exciting. So that's the tip of the week. The tip of the week being that uh, just study up on on YouTube or anybody else you know that might be really good at um, calling in bucks successfully that have had great experiences or really know how to utilize some calls. Maybe even reach out uh, through social media, Twitter. Uh, if you use Twitter for big brands and reach out to them specifically, you, you wouldn't believe the response you get with some of these bigger brands through Twitter, Facebook. Also, Instagram is another good one. Um, if you reach out to anybody that, you know, manufactures these calls like, like these calls, like Primus, um, deer hunting, there's a lot of smaller guys out there. I know I interviewed Beaver Creek calls, um, a while back. If you just simply ask them, Hey, what's the best way to use your call? Or do you have any YouTube videos on how to do this? I would say, make sure you're practicing up on that and, and understanding what you should be doing. There would be a great tip for this week, considering where we're at in the hunting season thus far. <sighs> so Thanks for listening to my rant about uh, being a quote-unquote average hunter and putting in your time. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed the call-ins to the show. We're going to keep doing that. Next week's topic, just to keep you on point, is about using uh, decoys. So if you've ever used a decoy and you want to chime in on that and make your voice heard, if you have any great value to add to the show, um, we're going to be doing that show. I think I scheduled it for November 1st, which is next Tuesday. So by all means, um, give us a call. The number is posted on the event. If you go to the Facebook page, you'll be able to find out all about that information um, to call into the show on November 1st so you can add to that conversation. Uh, and a last kind of note, just where, where you can find us, um, please visit our website, wheretohuntapp.com. That's where the word to, T-O, or the number to, huntapp.com. So www.wheretohuntapp.com. I appreciate anybody's support and patience with getting the new app launched. Um, technology is a nightmare, let me tell you that, and coordinating a team of developers is not easy. So the new app hopefully will be amazing. I'm in the final, final, final stages of testing right now, and hopefully I will be able to launch before gun season. That has been the goal the whole entire time. Um, new features include private group features, so you're invisible to the rest of the public community. I know that's a, a complaint 
or a concern that others have expressed with the launch of the first application. In addition to that, we have live tracking now. So as opposed to quote unquote checking into a spot and having a static place marker, uh, what we're going to see going forward, which I've been testing and it's working, which I'm very excited about, is real-time movement of other hunters that have opened up the application. Um, other places to reach us, uh, seen some emails come through. You can email me at where the number two hunt wi at gmail.com. Um, obviously the Facebook page. I'm very involved in the Facebook page because that's where most of you seem to be. It's facebook.com slash where to hunt. Um, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. We're going to have a discussion and a call in a live call in next week about, uh, deer hunting decoys. And additionally, I have some great guests lined up for the upcoming, um, month. So stay tuned for more. Uh, it won't just be, it won't just be me. Uh, yammering on it'll be uh, informative guests so if you have any great ideas or thoughts please feel free to reach us reach out to us thanks so much and uh, public and i am safe